0: Hello, you're listening to the Hosanna Houston podcast. Hosanna Houston is a church for all people, transforming lives through love and generosity. Here, we revisit Sunday sermons from Pastor Edwin Guerra. All right, let's start. Good morning. So God is infinite. God is wise. God is consistently wise. God is perfectly wise. Look at the Bible. Romans 11 verse 33 says this. Oh, how great Are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. Second part of it says how impossible it is for us to understand His decisions and His ways. See, wisdom sees the big picture, it doesn't just see the problem and and, and our little uh, lens here on earth, but it sees the big picture. In focus, wisdom is completely different than knowledge so that we know. Uh, Let me read you this. You can have knowledge without wisdom, but you can't have wisdom without knowledge. Look at what Psalms 147 verse 5 says this. How great is our Lord. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. So one of the ideas... And the reasons we're looking at God's attributes and especially this one on wisdom is so that you and I can understand the type of God that we serve. The God that is all knowing, all powerful, that is complete, that everything is in his hands, that he is a sovereign father that is completely Never out of order, never out of control, but completely in order and in control of every decision that you make and everything that happens on this earth. Even if that's good or bad, God is in complete control. Amen. I think we need to understand the type of God that we serve and we worship and we sing to and we come to. Uh, and want to know and grow. The Bible says all oh, the depth of the wisdom of God. God's wisdom is such that his judgments are unsearchable. His wisdom is so deep that it is impossible to interpret at times. It is so deep that he has no need or ever will have any need of counsel from anybody. Amen? Amen. That is the God that we serve. In fact, God's wisdom is such that he does not and cannot increase his wisdom. Like There is nothing else he can add to his wisdom. To increase God's wisdom, something would have to go into his mind that has not already come out of God's mind. So it's impossible. Look at what Romans 11.36 says, For everything comes from him, amen to that, and exists by his power, and it is intended, I'm in Romans 11.36, for his glory. I'll read that verse again, that part. For everything comes from him, and exists by his power, and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. Your life is here. It's happening because it is for his glory. It is not for your pleasure. It is for his glory. Amen. You and I woke up today and took that first breath of life because he allowed us to take that breath of life. He is in complete control, amen? Once again, God is infinite in his wisdom. There is no wisdom in the universe that he does not already have. Now, we can conclude that God always knows the greatest goal in every situation. Do you agree with me with that? That God knows best. I think we need to, we need to come to it because if I'm going to say something, I'm going to read something that's going to help us for the rest of our lives, okay, if you understand that he knows best, I think we can all agree that God knows best for us, right? All right, so if God knows the greatest goal in every situation and the perfect way to achieve it, I would suggest that you and I yield and surrender to his perfect wisdom. And I read the Proverbs that can help us with that. Let me read Proverbs chapter 4. Verse six and on. And I want to read these verses, and I pray that you and I can apply them, not you know, when you get older in life, or well, no, no, like today, to start applying these things today, because they are direct instructions from God so that we can live according to his word. I think that every Christian wants to live according to To God's word. But the truth is that not every Christian lives according to God's word. And the reason we don't live according to God's word is because we don't have God's word in us. Does that make sense? I think we all have good intentions. But we all know that there's a bunch of people in hell with good intentions. That's just the truth. Right? But how a Christian can actually live what God wants him to live, and by the standards that he wants him to live, is that the word of God needs to be present in our lives. Think about the things that you fed your mind this week. Think about that. Just think about that. Hours and hours of useless information. And then... We want to live a righteous life that, 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 that honors him. It's, it, it's, it doesn't work. It doesn't add up. Right? So to live according to his standards, I have to have word of God in me to start walking this out Daily. All right, so let's read. Please help me read Proverbs chapter 4, verse 6, all the way to 13. It says, don't turn your back on wisdom. So we're hearing instructions from God for ways to live according to his word. It says, don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you, love her, and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Verse 8, if you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. Verse 9, she will place a lovely uh, wreath on your head and she will present you with a beautiful crown. Verse 10, my child, listen to me and do as I say and you will have long, a long, good life. Somebody should write a book that says, the secret for success is the word of God in your life. Oh, yeah. It's already been written. It's the Bible. The secret for success on this earth is the word of God in your life. It says here, how many believe the word of God? Uh, How many? Uh, Almost everybody here, but I hope everybody. Right. Do you believe that is the inspired word of God? Amen. That everything it says from beginning to end, it is inspired by God. Amen to that. Right. And everything that is here in this book, it's for our good. It's what God left It's the information that you and I need to be and have a life that honors him. And even God in all of this says, if you just do this, man, my promises are that you will have a long life and a good life. Isn't that what everybody else is selling? Everybody that's out there in the world selling success, do this and seven points to be a better uh, manager of your money. And, you know, 10 ways to make more money and all the, whatever it is, right? Everybody's trying to have success in something. It's, it's already been done. It's the word of God. But what happens? Oh no 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 that that that's that's too boring that's 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 not for me. Why? It's God's word. Every Christian should have a desire to know God better. Every Christian, that's you should wake up every morning wanting to know your God better. You should have a reading plan. You should have something that pushes you to read the scriptures daily. Without this word in us, we sin more often. Does that make sense? The reason we sin more often is because there is no word of God in our lives. The verse says, my child, listen to me and do as I say. Verse 10 in Proverbs uh, 4. And it says, and you will have a long, good life. Verse 11, I will teach you wisdom's way and lead you in straight paths. Verse 12, when you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Aren't these amazing promises? Verse 13, take a hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Don't let them go. Guard them. For they are the key to life. Are you kidding me? There should be another book. The key to life. In the word of God. It's already been written. I love how it finishes. For they are the key to To life. Now, who here knows why the people of God perish? For lack of wisdom, right? We don't have this in us, so therefore we don't believe correctly. Because if we had this in us, the Word of God creates in us faith. And so when we read a promise, and a direction and an instruction from him, we say, amen. That's right. I'm going to do this. This is what God is asking me to do. Why do we question what his word says? If we say we love him. So what type of wisdom should we seek? Thank you for asking. Every Christian should live a life Are searching to grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. We need to find God's wisdom so that daily we can shine the light of Jesus. How do we do this? Thank you for asking again. Book of James chapter 3 verse 13 says this, if you are wise and understand God's ways, right? So he's saying, If you do this, if you're wise, if you search this, the scriptures, it says, prove it by living an honorable life. Doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. So I'll say this, if you are an arrogant person, if you're watching and you're arrogant, if you're here and you're arrogant, you got problems. You got problems because you cannot serve in humility the God that you say you love. And I'm speaking to Christians right now. The God that we say we love is telling us if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life. So now let's do a self examination. Check yourself. Are you living in a way that honors God? I'll give you an example. Let me give you some help. If right now God somehow comes and tells me, hey, I got this. Uh, what do we do? DVD now? Is that still a thing? Like I got this video of uh, a few of the brothers of sisters of your church of what they've done in the last week. Would you play it on the big screen so everybody can watch it on live Facebook and everybody there can see their life, everything they've done? How are we doing with that? What do you think is going to happen? Would you be embarrassed or would you be proud? Just asking questions. This is a question for all of us. Right? And we say we are something, then God is saying prove it. Prove it by living an honorable life, doing works with humility, that humility that comes from wisdom. This is how we live a life that honors God. We live a humble life that does good works, the works that he's prepared beforehand for us. And that comes from pure wisdom from God. And wisdom comes by spending time in his presence, and in his words. Look at what James chapter 3 verse 17 says, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It's also peace, loving, gentle at all times, and is willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of the good deeds. It shows no favoritism, and it's always sincere. It, re- it reshapes who you and I are. When we have the wisdom of God, it reshapes our thinking. I don't look at somebody and think less of them. I don't live my life uh, uh, being arrogant. But I see what God's instructions are for my life, and I understand how much I need him. And I surrender to his will and his word, and then I live out my days doing my best to honor him because I love him and he deserves my best. We have work to do, church. Let's ask for the right wisdom. Look at what James chapter 1 verse 5 says this. If you need wisdom, amen, ask our generous God. And he will give it to you. Isn't that amazing? So we're learning everything about wisdom. How it helps us live a life that honors him. And God comes and says, hey, by the way, if you lack wisdom, ask me. And I will give you wisdom. That is the God that we serve. A God that is saying, this is not Out of the realm of possibility, I am here with you. I'm walking this out with you. I need you to know that you are not alone. I'm not asking for impossibles. I am asking for you to trust in me. Put your faith in me. This is what he's saying. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking Amen? Wisdom. Wisdom. Let's ask for it. Let's desire it. All right, let me shift a little bit and go to God's faithfulness real quick. And I won't be as long with this one. How many here believe that God is faithful? Even when we're unfaithful, right? I think we've, we've lived long enough and we probably attended church long enough to understand that He is definitely more faithful than we are, right? So that is where our trust comes, right? Because he is faithful, because he paid the price on the cross. I can wake up and trust that he is on my side. Now, look at two verses, Romans 8. we are gonna read 29 and 30, and I will encourage you to read the book of Romans at some point in your life, the whole thing, right? But... I encourage you to, especially this week, maybe read Romans 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Just read the whole thing, but especially those, right? And don't like rush through it. Like even if it takes you the whole week to read a chapter, just it's okay. Just, just spend time in the word of God. I mean, you spend enough time on Netflix, right? Or what else do we watch? Hulu and what else? Uh, Disney, that thing Disney is there too. What else? Don't act like you don't know what else is What else is there. What else they got? What is it? Uh, Prime, right? There's movies on that too. So all the stuff we, we have with all that stuff. And then obviously our specialty, social media with people, right? Spend hours and hours of that. So let's... Remove some of those hours and put them in the word of God in our lives and see what happens. See the changes that happen in our mind. Instead of putting so much junk that's out there, if we put word of God, see what happens. All right, so let's read Romans 8, verse 29 and 30. It says, for God knew his people in advance, That's you and I, and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be Firstborn among many brothers and sisters. This is God's faithfulness. Verse 20, 30. And having chosen them, having chosen them, sorry, he called them to come to him. So God calls us to himself, right? And having called them, he gave them the right standing with himself. So God makes us righteous so that we can stand before him. And having given them right standing, he gave them his. Glory. This is God's faithfulness from the beginning of time to the future, to the end of time. The People of God have been chosen and separated for himself. None of them will be lost. We belong to Jesus. Amen. No one who is part of the sonship of God, of the family of God, fails to be called. Also, no one who is called fails to be justified. Right? And no one who is justified fails to be glorified in Christ. This is the unbreakable chain of steel, if you want to call it, of his divine covenant. That shows God's faithfulness. Before the beginning of time, he loved us. The fruit and the way you can tell that somebody belongs to Jesus is that that person perseveres. That that person believes and perseveres to the end. That doesn't allow a pandemic to come and shake their whole faith. And then they lose their sight on who God is. Those who belong to him will not be lost. That Is the God of faithfulness, an eternal covenant that He made, a divine covenant that God chose us before we even knew Him. Isn't that beautiful? It's incredible that He sees us that way, that He took us from death to life. And now we have right standing, it says. With him, not because we are good, but because of what Jesus did. So, this is what happens. He is looking at your life and my life through the life of Jesus. So, he's replacing the way Jesus lived on this earth, and he's removing the way we live on this earth, and he sees Jesus instead of our life. And that is a replacement. That is how you can and I can be forgiven of our sins. Not because we do anything. It's because God did everything. This is, this is why we live a life of, uh, uh, of gratitude. This is why we persevere and strive to know him more because we see and understand how his wisdom and his perfect love reached out to undeserved people and saved them from hell. And now we have right standing with him and we can stand in his presence. And while we're on this earth, however long that is, we ought to live a life that honors him through wisdom. And wisdom comes through Word of God in our lives, in our hearts. Amen? Now, I'll finish with a few verses. I'm almost done. I'll conclude. This is what the Apostle Paul says. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work. Until it is finally finished on that day when Christ Jesus returns. Let me read that one more time. And I am certain. So now you and I have a security, right? We are sure that God, that who? That it says that you by your actions, by being faithful to this. No, no, no. By you sending your money to this. No, no, no. He's saying by God who began the good work. Who began the good work? God, right, within us will continue his work. So he starts it, he continues it, and it says until it is finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. And then when he comes, we belong to him. We've always belonged to him because he chose us from the beginning and he is the one that keeps us. You are here because God is keeping you here. Does that make any sense? It's not because, well, I I decided to to, to still be faithful to church. No, you are faithful because God wants you to be faithful. It is a gift. Faith is a gift. It's a gift. It's not you. It's not me. It's him. He does everything. And when we know this truth, how sovereign, how amazing our God is, we hold on to his word and we want to know more. And that leads us to see how bad we are. And we say, God, I need you more today than when I first believed. I want to serve you with all my heart. I want to love you. I want to live this life in a way that it truly honors you. This is what this causes when we see how big our God is and how faithful he is and how amazing he is. Throughout time, he's been saying to creation, return to me, return to me, return to me. He is holding his wrath back still and he's saying, I'm still extending grace to everyone. But the time will come when he will stop calling those who belong to him. and He will pour out his wrath on the unbelievers. 1 Corinthians chapter one, verse eight and nine says, he will keep you strong to the end. Notice he doesn't say, and you will keep yourself strong by doing this or that. It says he will keep you strong to the end, that you will be free from all blame on the day when the Lord Jesus Christ returns. You can stand before the father Blameless. Please take a second and think about your life. Do you think you are blameless? None of us are blameless. But because he is faithful to his promise that he made before the beginning of time. By choosing you. In the end. He will give you right standing before God. continue reading verse 9 God will do this for he is faithful to do what he says and he has invited you into partnership with his son Jesus Christ you see how what a privilege that is these are the promises of God who cannot lie Those who are born again are as secure as God's faithfulness. and God's faithfulness is everlasting. So you are secure in Christ. Because he is faithful. Because he is good. And I'll finish with this last verse. 2 Timothy 2 verse 13 says this, if we are unfaithful, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. Or he cannot deny who he is. Amen. That is the hope that you have. That is the hope that we live with, that he is faithful. Thank you so much for listening to the Hosanna Houston podcast. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to email us at info at Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at hosannahouston. If you would like to donate, visit our website, hosannahouston.org.